Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday the 26th of October. Today, why Novak Djokovic might get the last laugh on Victorian Premier Dan Andrews, an NBA commentator throws shade at an Aussie teenager, and the latest from the T20 World Cup. But first... I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. We can't face it alone. Oh, it might not be winter, but something just as terrifying is on its way to Australia this summer. One of, if not the greatest, Test match innings ever played has just seen England the victory in the highest run chase in their history. Ben Stokes is the hero of the land. What a remarkable cricketer. Ben Stokes. The man who etched his name into Ashes folklore in the 2019 Ashes series when he single-handedly kicked Australia's ass in the third test at Headingley is coming to Australia. Well, it's great news, isn't it? I mean, it's obviously great news for England and the England cricket team. Ben Stokes is virtually irreplaceable in any format. You know, he's one of the great all-rounders in world cricket at the moment. But more importantly, it is great news for Ben Stokes, both physically with his finger. It looks like that finger that he damaged in the summer is better. We've seen him in the nets. We've done some shots of him holding a bat, hitting some balls and bowling a few deliveries. But more importantly, mentally, it just shows that Ben, having taken a break, an extended break out of the side, out of the game, is in a better place mentally. Former England captain Nasser Hussain barely able to keep his pants on with the excitement of Stokes' inclusion. The ECB released a statement late yesterday that Stokes, who had taken time away from the game to deal with both his mental health and a fractured left index finger, is ready to return to competitive cricket and will fly out along with the rest of the test specialists from the UK on November 4th. Stokes had originally ruled himself out of the Ashes Tour as well as the current T20 World Cup in the UAE. And if you'll allow me, I'm going to speak on behalf of all Australian cricket fans right now when I say I'm experiencing two very strong but very different emotions in two separate parts of my body at the moment. My heart says... I'm so excited! Ben Stokes is one of the best cricketers in the world in any format. He can and has won games on his own with the bat and the ball. Why wouldn't we want him to come here? But then I remember that Ben Stokes is one of the best cricketers in the world in any format. He can and has won games on his own with the bat and ball. Why would we want him to come here? So, while my heart's excited, my head's saying something different. Be afraid. Be very afraid. I look forward to seeing which of my body parts is right come December. I don't think an unvaccinated tennis player is going to get a visa to come into this country. And if they did get a visa, they'd probably have to quarantine for a couple of weeks when no other players have to. So I don't think that that's going to be a relevant issue. That was Victorian Premier Dan Andrews speaking last week. And today, I imagine he's learnt a very valuable lesson. A week is a hell of a long time in sport. Breaking Australian Open news this morning, a leaked email revealing organisers want to allow unvaccinated players to compete, providing they complete two weeks of hard quarantine. One week after scoffing at the suggestion of unvaccinated players competing at the Australian Open next year in Melbourne, Andrews was blindsided by a leaked email yesterday from Tennis Australia to the WTA Players Council outlining that unvaccinated players will still be permitted to compete at the tournament, but will be required to complete 14 days hard quarantine in a hotel, whereas those players who are vaccinated will have no restrictions once they arrive. 
The email that was leaked to tennis journalist Ben Rothenberg asked that the players please keep the information confidential until the government makes an official statement. All right, I guess the cat's out of the bag. So it would appear that Novak Djokovic will get to keep his vaccination status a secret as he chases Grand Slam number 21 at the Australian Open, which I guess in his ongoing match with Victorian Premier Dan Andrews makes it 15 all. Another day, another Aussie making headlines in the NBA. Giddy wants to push. Giddy all the way. 19-year-old Josh Giddy put on a show in his side's loss to the Philadelphia 76ers, finishing with 19 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists and 4 steals, and showed the rest of the league in the process why Oklahoma City Thunder took him at number 6 in the NBA draft. But what's making headlines aside from those numbers is this incident late in the game with 76ers All-Star centre Joel Embiid. Bounce pass ahead to Giddy and Joel said that is not happening. Takes a tough tumble into the stanchion and so did Giddy. With the Thunder trailing by 13 points and less than 90 seconds on the clock, Embiid put a heavy foul on Giddy that sent both men sprawling to the floor. But it was the commentary after the incident from 76ers analyst Alar Abdenalbi that raised a few eyebrows. Why are you still running fast breaks? If you don't want us to play hard, why are you running hard? Jojo, just not going to give up the easy two. I just worry about when he falls. No offense to Giddy, I can care less. But this guy, you don't want to see him fall awkwardly because you worry as a Sixer fan. Alar, look, just because you say no offense doesn't then give you the green light to say any offensive thing that pops into your head, like, I could care less about a 19-year-old who's just been sent crashing into the basket support by a 7-foot, 127-kilo behemoth, okay? Because no offence, Allah, that would make you an idiot. Trouble with Scotland is that it's full of Scots. Mm, no, their real problem is they've got absolutely no idea how to play spin bowling. Oh, Bolden, straight through him. He's got a whole box of tricks, Mujib. And Carl Kutzer walks through the shot and he pays the price. Oh, 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 is there a bit of bat in that? Oh, no, there's not, says Kumandamasena. It's a first baller. Ball talk. Oh, now, 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 now. Yes, Kumandamasena. They're all hopping mad out there for Mujib. Having won through to the preliminary qualifying stage of the T20 World Cup, Scotland took on Afghanistan in the early hours of this morning and the twin spin attack of Rashid Khan and Mujibur Rahman made light work of the Scottish batsman. Bowling! And that is that! Scotland were eventually bowled out 130 runs shy of the total Afghanistan set, them making it the country's largest ever victory in T20 internationals. If you want to check out the highlights from that game or any others that you might have missed at the T20 World Cup, you can catch up on all the action with Kevin Minis. And before we finish up, the scorecard is officially one year old. 12 months ago today, this little podcast came into the world kicking and screaming about sport and just wishing that someone would pay it some attention. And over 1.5 million downloads later, we are still here, we still love sport, and we're excited to see what the next 12 months will bring. A special thanks to the man who brings the podcast to life every day, audio producer extraordinaire Matt Curry. We wouldn't have made it a month without you, cuz. I'm Liam Flanagan, and that is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday, the 26th of October. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.